Welcome to the Century 21 Foundation Series, an introduction to our unique process and how we help agents build better businesses, defy mediocrity, and deliver extraordinary client experiences. Let's get started. Welcome back to our Foundation Series, How to Build a Business by Referral. And um, today, guys, we're going to be really focusing our time and attention on the idea of the foundation specifically of building a database and how to market to your sphere of influence with the ultimate goal of creating a referral-based business. And in a way, this is, is jumping the gun. We've covered our archetypes and our five spokes. And the next thing to talk about is how we serve our clients so that we create a remarkable experience to build this tribe of advocates. But we're going to jump both ahead in a way to the tribe of advocates but also, it's kind of where we need to start because for most of us, our business is going to be built on our database, on our people, on our friends and family. And that's where we're going to start our business. It's really where we start and it's our ultimate goal one day. Yeah. So we're going to jump into working by referral and building a database. So let's get started. Yeah. So let's talk database for a little bit. So we want to talk first, give you a foundation for what a database is and what a database is not. Um, so dig into that for me first. Well, let's just start with this this big picture. We we started there right at the beginning. We know that people naturally refer. Uh, we don't have to teach people this. They do it when they eat at a good restaurant, and they do it when they watch a good movie. People want to tell people about good things. And so with, with that as our starting point, our goal with our database isn't to create a giant list of names and numbers. We can have that, and it's good to have that, and you can stick that in your CRM. But when we're talking about a database, we've got a different idea in mind. We're thinking about fewer. We're thinking about your list of real relationships. Our goal here is depth, not breadth. So our plan of action here with a database is going to be to find the people that we actually do have relationships with or really want to build relationships with and that we can intentionally go deeper and deeper with these individuals over the course of the next months and years, with our ultimate goal being that they're going to become our referral base. These are going to be our advocates. These are people that when they come across someone thinking of buying or selling, they're not going to hesitate to reach out to us and say, oh my gosh, you got to talk to my friend, Bob. So our, our ultimate goal is where we need to start. We're trying to build a long-term referral-based business through this tribe of advocates, a group of people that know, like, trust us and would gladly send their friends to us. And the way we're going to get there is by slowly but surely creating value into these people's worlds and helping them trust both our character. They know we've got their back. They know that we're there for them. And they know that we'll go the extra mile for anybody they send our way. And also our competence. They know that we're good at our trade. We're, we're on top of our game and that we're not going to drop the ball when they pass their friend, their family or grandma across to us. So I think that is, yeah, that's not prostituting the relationships. I actually want to uh, camp on that for just a second because people are sometimes afraid to reach out to their database. Um, so you say we don't want to prostitute our relationships. This is a fear that people have about reaching out to the people that they know. So just what's your answer for that? Well, yeah, I say this a lot. Every time I say um, you don't want to prostitute your relationships, I, I pause and I go, hold on, is this something that I can actually say? Is this PC? But yeah. uh, I think some of us know what this means. I, 
we've all had a friend that maybe got into insurance or I don't know, some sales gig. And all of a sudden we get a call and they're saying, Hey, how's it going? Haven't seen you in a while. Hey, we should do coffee. And we've got this dark feeling that really what's going on here is this, this person's just trying to sell us something, right? And I, th that's what I mean by prostituting the relationship. I don't want to take beautiful relationships with friends, family, and people I love, and all of a sudden get a real estate license, start calling them and saying, hey, have you thought about buying? Our goal is different than that. When we start with the idea that our goal isn't to get our friends to buy with us, our goal is to win them over as advocates, it changes the nature of the communications. It changes the, the reason that we're reaching out to these people. Our reason is to actually plant seeds in these guys' minds uh, towards our long-term goal, but it's all about value creation. We want to create value for our people and for our future clients and, and one of the best ideas to always remember is some of our best clients or uh, advocates may never buy a house with yeah. us. Uh, a lot of us have stories of this. Someone that's never actually bought or sold with us, but they've sent us multiple people every single year because they know that we're going to take... Uh, we're going to give 121% for that, that individual and uh, they're going to be in great, safe hands. So, yeah, we, I, we, we don't want to engage our database solicitatively. Yeah. Our goal is value creation and to plant seeds so that we honor the relationships and not try sell to our friends. Yeah, so no like trust, I think is a big one there. And then, um, yeah, building that trust through character and your character and competence. So those are good things to keep in mind. Um, so let's dig into the strategies and the tactics behind all of this. So we kind of think about this as two main categories to get started. So first we have to build our database. Um, and we think of this in the lens of um, build, sort, qualify. Um, so let's Let's talk about each of those things, build, sort, qualify a little bit more, starting with build. Yeah, and really what we're doing here is we're talking about how to, how to intentionally uh, figure out a plan of action to start a communication plan that's about value, not solicitation, to all the people we know. And the first step is kind of obvious. We, we, we got to start by putting together a list of all these people. So we call that building, build your database. And, and what this means is we've got to, well, there's some work to be done. Mm -hmm. We got to get all of our relationships. They're probably in our iPhone or wherever they might be living, or perhaps we need to scour through our social media. And we need to think about all the people that we know. And again, our goal isn't to build a, a database of 2000 names and numbers, our goal is to think about the real relationships that we have and find a place to put them. Now we can start simple. We can start with just a spreadsheet. Um, we can use one of the CRMs that are available inside of our system or one of the systems that are available uh, in the, in the thir third party uh, aftermarket tools that are available. Mm -hmm. But we need somewhere. And I think the mistake that a lot of us make is we show up and we think, okay, I'm going to get in the business and and uh, assume that people are going to know I'm, I'm in real estate. Yep. But we really do have to start with a base camp. And so whether that's a spreadsheet or a CRM, let's get the names and numbers and addresses and contact information and what we know about these people somewhere. We call that build. Then what we work to do, and this isn't a core focus initially, but in time, we're going to want to first build and then sort our database. And what we mean by sort is, well, not all relationships are the same. In time, for example, your friends and family are going to be uh, wanting, well, you're going to want to send certain kinds of information to friends and family on a yearly basis, a little more warm touches. Mm -hmm. um, that might be a slightly different set of communications one day than that you're going to want to send to your past clients. They're going to need to be receiving updates on their homes and uh, their investments, etc. 
And so sorting is just really the idea of thinking of people in various groups. Absolutely. So build, sort, and then qualify. And this is really where we want to camp out here. Qualifying our database just means as we take this list of names and numbers, which may be two or 300 people, but really we're more interested in the 30 to 50, at most one day, maybe yeah. 100, that we're actually going to intentionally pour value into with the goal of making them advocates. And so when we say qualify, we're thinking about really, it sounds a little cold or callous, right. but a ranking system of these people, not based upon who they are as human beings, right. but based upon the quality or likelihood of these individuals referring business to us. We're not ranking them on whether they might buy or sell with us, because remember, that's not our goal. We're not trying to solicit these people to buy or sell. We're trying to plant seeds and build value so that we can develop a tribe of advocates who refer friends and family members. So with that in mind, we've got a little ranking system, again, borrowed from Brian Buffini and yep. uh, his work by referral system. And we'll just fly through this real quick. But at the very, very top is I would call our the promised land. This is yeah. this is what we're really shooting for. And we call these our A pluses. These are our true advocates. So I want you to picture this A plus individual three, four, five years from now. Your A plus is someone sending you multiple referrals every year. And you probably don't have that person in your first year. No. You probably don't have them in your second <laughs> year. A lot of us think like we, we want to grade on the curve. And so we want to just take our thousand names and spread the top 100 evenly sort of across A plus, A, B, C, D. But the reality is that the best thing to do is think of its A plus as this long-term unicorn, yes. that you're, this pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. We don't need 100 of them. We don't even need 20 of them. If you had 10 A plus clients, friends or family members, database members, these are advocates sending you multiple referrals every single year. And we know that a referral is high quality leads, people with the trust already built because they know someone who trusts you. So A plus is where we're headed. You probably don't have very many of these or you probably have- Zero. Well, you probably have none. Yes. Let's just yeah. be honest, yeah, uh -huh. especially when you're starting your business. And A- uh, as we qualify our database, is someone loosely that we think of as, this is someone that has referred someone to you. Yep. So as we're working with our database, our, our goal to get them to A+, plus is first they've got to have sent one referral to us. Yep. And so our A's are, um, in your first year, you may develop a couple of A's. If you can get a family member, maybe mom, mm -hmm. to refer someone to you, well, then they've become an A. When you're starting again, you probably don't have any A's. No A's yet. And you need to be honest about that. That's okay, because not having A's or A pluses means you know the work to be done. Yes. We know our work to do with our B's. Now, our B's are people who we know would refer to us, if asked or shown how. Yes. Now, the danger of bees is we want to we take our database of so 50 to 100 people and we want to just slap bees on all of them because we're like, well, yeah, of course these of course people. These, of course they would. They like me. Yeah. yeah. Well, be careful not to assume. We're going to actually encourage you not to think of someone as a bee until you have found out if they would refer to you, Absolutely. until you've asked the question. And we're going to actually help you think through what the question looks like. But our bees are people who would refer if asked or shown how, which means we know what to do with bees. Bees, we need to show them how to refer. Absolutely. And we need to remind them and stay top of mind so that when they come across someone, they would. And then we've got our Cs. And really, guys, this is where we need to start. I'm going to encourage you to think if you've got a list of three to 500 people, I'm going to have you recognize that the, well, 400 of them are just names and numbers. Mm -hmm. 
But somewhere in that 50 to 100 range are probably C's. These are people who might refer to you. We don't know because we haven't asked. And we don't know if maybe they've got a cousin at Colwell Banker. We don't know if uh, they've just got a really, really close relationship with another agent. That, that you don't, We don't know if they're thinking of getting their real estate license. So until we ask, we don't know. But we can safely start with our relationships and say, hey, these are all C's. They yep. might. So yep. we know our work to be done there. Once we ask them and they say, well, yeah, I, I absolutely would refer people to you. Now they've become a B and so on and so forth. So there's a game here, guys. Mm-hmm. It's not about ranking people in a dirty way. It's about They being, don't know their letter. <laughs> absolutely. Don't tell them. <laughs> yeah. But it is about being honest with yourself. It's about being honest with yourself about the work that needs to be done in order to take a list of names and slowly but surely nurture those into a set of relationships that become advocates for you. There is another letter grade that we call D. Yeah. And D just means delete. Like there is no real beautiful value, guys, in the working by referral system of having a giant list of names and numbers that you can send mass mailings to. Just think about the last time you received a mass mailing from an insurance agent and how much value that created in your world. And so if our goal is clear, which is build advocates, then it doesn't mean you have to delete them from your phone. It just means it's probably not helpful to have them in this little database that we're going to focus our intention on creating value into because we'd much rather be intentional about the 50 mm-hmm. than not waste our time, but spread our time broadly across the thousand. So that's our A, B, C, and D Build, sort, and qualify our database. Yeah, so a few points on that that I want to always talk about that I talk about with every new agent is ABCDs. One, I feel I think of it like a target. So when you're able to narrow it that way, um, you're able to focus your time, energy, and effort. So yes, like it's the A plus is the first level of attention, your A's, your B's, your C's, your so on. And again, you mentioned it several times, you be honest, you have C's. You really have C's because you haven't asked anybody yet if they would refer people to you. Um, and I always like to tell people of my personal story, I started with my Christmas card mailing list or my wedding my wedding invitation list. Um, that was my list. Um, and I had to honest, be honest with myself to narrow that down um, from 250. You know what? Honestly, I'm not going to probably reach out to every single one of those people. I'm going to do these people. And they're all C's except for my mom and dad. I did ask them and stumbled through some dialogues with them, but they were already advocating for me. Um, so those were my only two Bs out of my entire 100 people. They were Bs though, I, not, not A pluses. No, yeah. absolutely not. They were only Bs. I had some work to be done on my mom and dad as 100%. well. 100%. So. Yeah, it doesn't mean that that 250 we throw out either. Yeah. Doing, doing a some more broad marketing campaigns through yes. social media or a Christmas card has value. And if we're going to buy calendars to put on people's fridges, as cheesy as that stuff is, it all adds and it all yeah. stacks. And so keep the 250, but we want to be crystal clear on our real intention. And yes. our intention is... Um, something that you really can't get done through 250 to 500 people. It's not manageable. It starts with just one person. And so if you've got a database and all you've got is 10 real relationships, I actually think you're better. You're in better shape than someone that has that's lying to themselves with a list of 200 names and numbers that they're going to mass mail to. Mm-hmm. So it's okay to start small. It's actually the goal. And as we work through this plan, our goal is going to be increase the size of that, but it's about depth, not breadth. Absolutely. Quality over quantity. And yeah, like I picture the D's kind of being everybody else that sees your stuff, right? That you're doing real estate. And eventually maybe they do become some of your biggest advocates 
they're, they may still raise their hand. So, all right. So we've built, we've built, sort, sorted, and qualified. Um, now we want to think about getting in the path with your database. Um, so let's go back to remembering what our big goal is here first before we kind of continue on um, the strategy of getting in the path. Well, it sounds like we're, we're beating this drum over and over again, but we've seen this done wrong and right so many times. And so remembering our goal, as we think about these four or five steps we're going to encourage you to focus on, um, our goal is just to set the stage for a long-term value creation campaign into these people as relationships, not as consumers, not as people to market to. We're trying to build a tribe. We're trying to build a group of friends and family who support us and who are, are, are thrilled at the idea of sending people our way. And so we're working to earn that is really how I like to think about this. So we're trying to create top of mind awareness, but we're also planting seeds is really what we're doing. And these are seeds of a different idea. We're not trying to get people to think of us when they're buying. We're trying to help them understand how much we need referrals from them and then reward them and thank them as we get those in time. Uh, I think of Pavlov's dogs to, yep. to, to increase the likelihood that this happens even more and more as we move along. So uh, should we just jump into those yeah. those steps? I think, that, I think we need to. Um, so honestly, the, the first thing that people need to do is let people know you're in real estate. Let them know you're in the business. You have to become an option first. Um, so how are we going to, how do we usually recommend going about just being an option first? Um, well, we see this done well and poorly. Yes. Uh, mostly poorly. Yeah. But obviously the first thing most agents are encouraged to do when they get in the business, you get your business card and yep. you feel really good about it. Um, the truth is the only person that like your business card are you and maybe your mom. Yeah. Um, everyone else has seen a lot of business cards. Um, but the first thing we tend to do is write some sort of introduction letter and let our database know that we're in the business. Now, this is actually a beautiful thing to do when you understand it correctly. Yes. If you think the goal of your introduction letter is to say, hi, I'm in the business. Have you thought about buying or selling? Well, you're hitting the wrong note. Because if you received that letter from somebody in insurance or some other industry, how impactful would that be for you? Just because somebody went to college with you and now has the capacity to sell insurance really doesn't motivate you to want to change your insurance policy. Well, it's the same with real estate. So we need to shift our thinking. Mm -hmm. Our goal with our introduction letter is to set the stage for a different channel of communication to help people understand a different game plan that we have. And this is a game plan that should make sense to most people. So I think our goal is to introduce ourselves and say, hey, friends, family, you probably saw I recently got my real estate license. And uh, I just want to let you know that, um, first of all, I'm available if I can be of any help, but my goal is going to be to do the business a little differently. Mm -hmm. My goal is to work 100% by referral. And the way I plan to do that is by being incredibly intentional about creating great value for everyone I know in the marketplace so that they're empowered to make informed decisions when they're buying or selling. And so it's a, it's a low level letter. There's yes. zero solicitation yep. and, it's, and, and we absolutely cannot expect anything from it. Yeah. We see agents send introduction letters. No and one called. Three weeks later, they're disappointed. <laughs> yeah. Like somehow if you received that yeah. letter, anyone would call, you would, you would call anyone. Yeah. Um, and so you just got to be honest with yourself. So look, we, we got to get the word out. We can do that a lot of ways. We can pick up the phone and call friends and family. But again, non-solicitative. It mm -hmm. has to just be something that says, hey, I'm excited. I wanted to let you know. Um, same thing with the letter and the same thing might be true with social media posts. But yes, yeah, step one, let's let the world know that we're year. in real estate 
and that we're, we've got a different idea about how to do this. And it's not about trying to sell you something. Yeah. So being an option and going about doing this something different. Um, and it creates the need to do the next thing. So like this is just for me, the letter, um, whatever that looks like for you, is just laying the groundwork for the next part of the step. Um, so the next thing that we say is to start actually providing value. So show them that you're going to do this differently. So what are some ways that we can start providing value right away? Yeah. And, and there's, there's a lot of them and mm-hmm. it depends on your archetype and it depends on your five spokes, but here's a few that make kind of no brainer sense to us. Yeah, We're, We've jumped into real estate. Most people that own a home bought it with a realtor. They probably haven't heard back from that realtor in quite some time. And if they have, it's just been another solicitation to say, Hey, the market's hot. Have you thought about moving up? Um, I'm available. I'd love to list your home. We're going we're gonna to approach this differently. We're going to find ways to intentionally now uh, proactively create value in these people's minds. Remember, character and competence. We're going to show them that we care and show them that we're actually good at our trade. So a few simple ways to do this. One, one would be start an intentional plan of sending out what we call market Mark- reports. But they're really just updates on the value of people's real estate investments or assets or homes um, in the context of what's gone on in their neighborhoods. So a great thing to do is just to say, hey, I'm going to send out five of these a week to my database. I'll have a nice cover letter that says, hey, uh, like I mentioned, I'm in real estate. And one of the things I'm working to do is provide as much value as I can. Best way I know to do that is to keep people informed on what's going on in this crazy market. So I took the time to create some reports for you on what's happened in your home since you guys bought it seven years ago. So here's some analysis of what's sold, what's pended, and here's an in-depth report from RPR on what's happened in your neighborhood in terms of property values. No solicitation. Again, We yeah. might just end with, a, hey, if you have questions about this, let me know. Um, otherwise, I'll be in touch. Yep. And there's something beautiful about that because this is something they've never received from anybody else. And anything they've received from a realtor has been another solicitation. But you said, hey, I'm in the business and I'm going to do this different. And the first thing they're getting from you is, hey, here's some helpful information that even the realtor that you worked with probably hasn't provided you with. And that's a great way to set the stage. Now, if you're really smart, you might even follow up that, uh, follow that up with a PDF version of that through email or a personal note, or even a follow-up call to say, hey, just wanted to make sure you got that. And by the way, if you have any questions about that, or if you know of anyone else that would benefit from receiving updates because the market's crazy and everyone that owns a home wants to know what's been going on with their their real estate asset. So that's a no-brainer way to start. So start with a list of people that you know that own a home. So people that are in your database that you know that own a home, start there. Um, But I know a lot of our agents do come from, like maybe their sphere is a lot of renters right now or people that aren't yet in a home. So what are some of the other recommended ideas that we can provide value for people that don't yet own a home? Well, um, uh, ironically, I actually think you could do the same thing yeah, to those people just with a slightly different cover letter. Yep. Hey, you've probably heard about how crazy the market is right now. I thought I would send you a little report and analysis of what's been going on. Uh, actually, one good example of that would be KCM, which yeah. we have memberships yep. for for our agents, our quarterly market reports that completely cover what's going on in the market at a meta level. Those are great reports to send to people uh, with a little cover letter. Yep. And again, with the right tone. The tone is never solicitative. The tone is always, we thought, I thought you would find this valuable. Uh-oh. And by mm-hmm. the way, let me know if you have any questions or if there's anybody else that I could be sending this to. Good. The same is true with like Buffini, items of value. And so if you subscribe to the Buffini platform for 
a nominal fee every month. You get a little blue box that uh, I think they're still blue. I think so, yeah. <laughs> um, with some prepackaged items of value. These are uh, PDF flyers. They're beautifully put together. Um, some of them are more on the personal side about credit scores or about financing. Others are more on the business side, market data, what's going on in the market. Um, but they're a great touch and they're put together so you don't have to figure out how to do that yourself. And then you get to add your personal touch to that. I remember one of our top agents used to send these out from her and her dog. Yes. And her dog used to have a little paw print signature on that. So a personal touch is a great thing. Um Another thing we can be doing is maybe start to review different either businesses in the market or review neighborhoods. Yeah. And we could go live on TikTok, for example, and start saying, hey, I just uh, wanted to give you guys an update on what's going on in this downtown market right now. And I'm going to be previewing over the next few weeks a few of the different loft buildings that are available. Guys, there's an infinite number yes. of ways to do this. But the idea is clear. Hey, I'm in the business and I'm doing this different. And then... Hey guys, here's valuable information about the market, about your home, about your neighborhood, about what's going on in real estate. And, and I'll close with this on this provide value side. One of the most important things realtors can internalize and understand, you struck gold when you got into this business because everybody's interested in yes, what you absolutely. do. We're all watching HGTV on the weekends for fun. And we've got a whole population of people that as a hobby, search Zillow and realtor.com oh, and go to open houses. They love housing. Housing's at the center of our economy and you get to do that for a living. And so like a badge of honor, sharing information about what's going on in the local community in a non-solicitative way. Yes is a beautiful opportunity because they're all curious. They all want to know what you've got access to. Your job is to package that in a way that people receive that in your database. They go, wow, that's insightful and helpful. And you start to now deepen the relationship and the seeds, both in the character and competence side. Absolutely. Provide value without a solicitation. And one of the things you mentioned in a lot of those is as we're providing value, you said a, a brilliant next step would be to follow up with some sort of phone call. So um, a really good conversation. We have a couple different dialogues that we want to cover here um, so that we can really continue to qualify our relationships in our database. Um, we have the mayor campaign and the referral dialogue. Um, so I want to dig into those. This is what we call the ask, right? So we want to continue to develop who are these people to our business. Um, so let's dig in with um, your the mayor campaign first. So how does it go? We're just trying to plant this idea, right? Well, I'm, I'm actually, uh, as I think about these, these dialogues, I'm thinking about a few voices in our company that even listening to this so far are going, Dylan, what are you talking about? We do still want to ask. We do still want to um, make proposals to people. Right. Um, and so these, these two dialogues are ways that we do ask for what we're looking for without soliciting in the way that that's normally done. Yeah. And so these, again, are borrowed from Buffini, but we think that these are just genius. And, and we have used these for 15 years in various ways inside of our organization to open the conversation with our database in a non-solicitative way to get to where we're trying to go. And remember, where we're trying to go is a tribe of advocates who know, like, and trust us and gladly refer Same friends and family us. members, mm -hmm. A pluses. Yes. So let's run through this idea of the mayor campaign. And I'm just going to read it, and then maybe we can riff it a couple yeah. different times with a different audience in mind. But the mayor campaign was a simple idea. It actually came from a guy named Joe Nego that if you were running for mayor in your town, you would knock on doors or make phone calls and you say, hey, 
I'm running for mayor. And, and that's where this idea comes from. Yep. And so this is about planting a seed. And it's not a seed about will they buy or sell. This is crucial. It's a seed about are they open to referring business to you in the future? Yes. And it, it just reads like this. Oh, oh, by the way, if you were buying or selling a home or if you had a friend or family member who was, do you have someone that you'd refer them to? Now, the answer to that might be, well, yeah, yeah. I do. I'm married to a realtor. At which point you go, oh my gosh, awesome. I didn't know that. What's their name? And then you go, that's great. Hopefully they'll take great care of you. But most times the answer is no. And I, I want to caveat on this. If you say, hey, if you were buying or selling a home, like, do you have a realtor? The answer more likely might be yes. But that's not the question we're yeah. asking. We're asking is that do you, if, if you had a friend or a family member, think grandma, if grandma was buying a house, do you have a, an agent in the marketplace that you trust so much right. that, that you know would take care of grandma, that you would call them and pass grandma onto them to buy or sell a house? And when you ask the question that way, yes. the answer is mostly no. And when you get a no, which is our goal, yes. um, we follow up with a very simple follow-up, which is, well, my goal is to become that person for you. I, my goal is to build my business by creating value for you in such a way that if you came across someone thinking of buying or selling, I'd be the person you'd refer them to. Now, it's not an assumption. I'm not saying you need to do that. Right. I'm just laying the groundwork for that. So, you know, one of the fun ways I think about the mayor campaign as we get started is to imagine doing this in the safest environments possible. Absolutely. So let's play with uh, yeah. your mom. It's mom. This is where I started. <laughs> uh, well, I, I think it's a really good place to start. Yeah. You may even call mom and say, hey, mom, I'm going to call you oh, in five no, minutes. Oh, no, I totally did. <laughs> But, but the, the goal here is not to run these words verbatim. The goal here is to internalize a very beautiful core concept that makes intuitive sense to everybody and then to learn to have this flow off of your tongue naturally in a variety of different contexts. Where better to start than mom? Yeah, absolutely. So, hey, hey mom, um, hey, like, you know, I, I jumped into real estate. I'm super excited. I'm getting coached. I am making great progress. I've got my first open house this week. But hey, listen... I just need to ask you a question. Um, if now I know you guys aren't thinking of buying or selling, yeah. but if you were thinking of buying, or let's say, let's say if you had a friend or family member from Bridge Club who was thinking of buying or selling, am I the person you'd refer them to? And mom's going to say what? Yes, of course, honey. Of course, honey. <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> but but the thing is, mom never thought about that before today. Mm -hmm. Mom didn't think she could help you. Right. Mom thought that you I'm just, not buying. Correct. And so that we, we've planted a seed now in that dialogue. And when she says, yes, of course you are, honey, then we follow up with, well, well perfect, mom. I'm glad Thank to hear you. that <laughs> because my goal is to work to become that person for people. And then we can shift to this next dialogue that we have. But guys, I would encourage you, practice this, rehearse yes. it, start with mom or your best friend or someone that you know that you can trust you might fumble through this the first couple times. But after 20 years of real estate and 20 years of watching agents internalize the script, this has to become something that's just intrinsically inside of you yes. in different, different conversations, yep. different contexts. This has to flow out. It's a beautiful thing. And we call it the Mara campaign because we're trying to find out, hold on, are you someone that's eligible to vote for me one day. Yes, absolutely. And I, I want everyone to camp on the slight tweak that you did when you were doing the dialogue with your mom, somebody that you know really well, instead of saying, do you have somebody you would refer them to, you say, am I 
the person you would refer those to. So even making that small tweak with your personal relationships is a really, even just a tweak that is important to and, notice. And I would only make that tweak with someone yes. that I know the answer is yes. Yes, absolutely. But to everyone else, I think we need to be a little humble here and recognize that they they may have someone that they have a, a working relationship with and we get to respect that. That's because, okay. Well, there's plenty of relationships out there. So yeah, the, the, the intrinsic question is if you were buying or selling a home or had a friend or family member who was, do you have someone that you'd refer them to. Yeah. Uh, with someone we know we're that person, um, we shift that to, am I the person you'd refer them to? Yeah. Um, and again, guys, all of this is about planting that seed uh, really to open up this next conversation. Yeah. So this referral dialogue um, is a kind of a, a peek behind the curtain. So we're just laying the foundation first with that mayor campaign. Do you get to, do I get to continue to pour value into you so that you continue to stay in my database? Um, so what's the goal? Like what's, we're laying the groundwork for the goal of all of this with the referral dialogue. Well, a good way to think about it is back to mom or our best friend who, who said, of course, like we would send them to you. Now that we've planted the seed, right. we, we've got to start to water or nurture it for them to understand our unique approach to this. Mm -hmm. And so the referral dialogue is what we call this one. And it's like you said, it's a sneak behind the curtain, basically, to help them understand our game plan. Yeah. And the beauty about telling them our game plan is it's a great game plan. Yeah. And it's one that makes sense so to sense. people. So I'll just read it and then we'll try riff this in a couple different ways as well. But yeah. the referral dialogue says, hey, mom, um, I don't know if you knew this, but most agents spend the majority of their time and resources prospecting for new business. Things like cold calling or door knocking or advertising or direct mail. I'm sure you've seen all these realtors out there on billboards. Well, my goal is not to do any of that. Instead, I'm trying to devote myself to serving the needs of my clients before, during, and after each transaction. And, and what I'm asking my clients is that uh, along the way, while I'm working for them, that um, I would like them to refer me to people of comparable quality to themselves, because birds of a feather flock together, um, who might be thinking of buying or selling a home. And as long as my clients are doing that, referring business to me because I'm taking great care of them, well, then I can continue to focus my time um, on providing more and more value. That way I don't have to spend all my time prospecting. I can do a better and better job for my clients. Does that make sense? Now, even there, I, I was reading yes, that. Yes, I know. I had a hard time staying yeah. on the words You've because internalized it. it's so internalized. The idea here is real simple. Most agents are out prospecting and soliciting. My game plan is to focus more on value creation, serving my clients better. To do that, the only way I can do that is if I can get to a place where people are referring business to me. That way I can focus more on the clients and less on all this other stuff. And then we always focus on this final question, which does that make sense? And the reason you close with that question is because it does. It totally does. There's, there's no one with a pulse that's the kind of person you want to work with that shouldn't understand this concept. And so it's a beautiful dialogue that's about, again, taking the seed that you've planted. Yeah, I, I, of course I'd send yeah. someone to you. Well, here's my game plan. Here's how I do this. So... Um, I don't even know if I need to. No, riff that I think you kind of did the first time. It was great. I blended mom. I yeah. could blend friend. Yeah. And I think the, the 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 core focus here is to remember the key elements of what we're trying mm -hmm. to say. You've got a copy of the referral dialogue. It's, yep. it's on a lot of our materials. Yep. Read it. Practice it. Even rehearse it on the phone to yeah. your own voicemail. voicemail. Um, lots of ways to practice this. But I, I would encourage you on this as well. When it comes to these sorts of scripts and dialogues, understand that some minor tweaks 
can take you in the wrong direction. Yes. And so as much as we don't want you to read it to people, we also don't want you to break script too much. There's a huge difference between saying, hey, if you were thinking of buying or selling, would you buy with me? That that's kind of totally different. Well, that's calloused mm-hmm. and and a little bit intrusive. And I'm I'm put on the spot. Yeah, and like almost like an expectation you're putting on the exactly. relationship. That's yeah. a very different question than if you had a friend or family member thinking of buying or selling, do you have someone, like a trusted advisor that you'd send them to that you could trust to take care of them? Oh, well, I my my desire, my goal is to win your trust enough to become that person for you. Those are very different questions. And so I think the best advice I can offer is to try and get the core essence of yes. what we're trying to encourage here and ensure that that's the question you're actually asking. Yeah. Um, yeah. Practice. It's going to seem a little awkward. That's why, again, start with your favorite people because they know you may fumble through it. It's okay. Um, and kind of know who you are like, where is better for you? For me personally, it wasn't. I didn't want to do this on the phone. I actually wanted to get in front of my people face to face over coffee Perfect. and then practice these things with them and actually say them and plant the seeds and um, lay out the foundation of how I'm going to do it differently. So, um, yeah, and that's where to start. Do what works for you. Start with mom and then your five yeah. best friends yes. or, or uh, past clients or whatever from, from other business or whatever it might be and take them to coffee is, is one of the great contexts for this. Yeah. And do not talk about real estate. Yes. Focus on them, where they're at. Truly catch up actually care find out where they're at in their life i promise you the question will come up yeah. about you being in the business yes and to simply transition at the end of the conversation say hey listen before we go i do have just a couple of quick questions for you because you probably saw i jumped into real estate i'm super excited here's where i'm at i know i'm new i know that i'm still figuring it out yeah but can i can I ask you a couple questions the first one if you were thinking of buying or selling like or, or maybe you had a friend or family member who was do you have someone, like a, a trusted agent that you'd refer them to? Oh, oh, you don't? Oh, it'd be me. Well, thank you so much. Awesome. I, I mean, I, that's really, really nice. But yeah. I don't want to assume that. Yeah. Um, I, I, I appreciate you saying that. Hey, listen, do you mind if I, I just want to share a little bit about what I'm doing? Because I've got a slightly different approach. I don't know if you know this, but most agents are spending almost the, the bulk of their time running around trying to generate leads, prospecting, door knocking, open houses, buying stuff from Zillow. And, and my game plan that I'm being coached on is slightly different than that, that I'm super excited about. My goal is really to dig more of my time into truly serving the needs of my clients. Now, the only way that's going to work is if I can win the trust of people like you to one day refer friends and family members to me so that I can focus my time on increasing my value to clients as opposed to spending all my time marketing and soliciting. So, hey, Bob, you've done business for a long time. What do you think? Does that make sense? Absolutely. And you're going to get a great response from that because it does, and it's a beautiful transition, and anybody can do this if they practice and put their neck on the line just a little bit to try. Yeah, seems a little uncomfortable at first, but just internalize it and get the essence of it. And this is also for me too at the coffee, providing more value because I am trying to build my competence. I'm new. Um, I used to be a teacher. Now I'm in real estate. So I'm trying to build my competence in real estate. Actually left market reports with those people after the coffee. Like that's providing value and just no solicitation. So, um, so yeah, don't assume. And I love that too. That was the other part of what you said. Don't assume. Um, just because they're relationships doesn't mean they're going to refer people to well, you. Well, just to jump on that, this goes back to the very beginning where yeah. we start with the ideas, all opportunity lies on the other side of value creation. And the biggest mistake agents make is thinking that just because you got a license and have right. this new sexy business card, that any of your friends or family member are owe you 
their business. The truth is you're new Mm -hmm. and you need to earn that opportunity by being more valuable than someone else who might. And guys, everybody knows a realtor. Yeah. And so your mindset has to shift here. We can't assume that friends or family are going to work. And every agent has gone through this in the first year. Someone you just assumed would naturally list their home with you, all of a sudden lists it with someone else. Yeah. And there's a beautiful honesty moment there to recognize, I don't deserve that. I don't deserve that opportunity unless I first created more value for them than what I earn getting that listing opportunity. And oftentimes you didn't take these steps to even uh, get get there, right? 100%. Um, so yeah, so let's kind of review these steps and go to the next step of this. So we have to become an option. We have to let everyone know, introduce ourselves, let them know we're going to do it differently. Start providing value, actual value with no solicitation. And then once you're in front of people, on the phone, in person, whatever that looks like for you, start laying the groundwork with the mayor campaign and with referral dialogue. Um, but you don't want to lay all of that groundwork and then do nothing. So we have to continue to find ways to stay in touch with people. Um, I always think about um, the reticular activator. Um, I have to keep my reticular activator, keep turning it on for people so that when they think of real estate, they think of me. So what are some of the, the ways we can go about um, staying in front of people, continuing to provide value and staying in touch? Yeah, because all we've done so far is set the stage yeah. and uh, pour a little water on a on a brand new seed. Mm-hmm. Now the the long work sets in. And right. So, you know, Buffini coaches a beautiful idea of doing Popeyes. Now, different people would do Popeyes differently, but uh, for me, it would be more updating people on their home again through market reports. For others, it's uh, fun gifts, small. It's not about how much money, but just something to swing by and say, hey, uh, here's something you might find helpful for the 4th of July. Lots of great ideas for Popeyes. Yeah. Um, another great way to stay in touch and create this community and this tribe of advocates as we work to win people's trust is to throw a client party. Now, for our top agents, they're, they're inviting hundreds of people yeah. to a beautiful party to thank them for their referrals. Well, in your first year, you might not be doing that, but you might find a way to create value for a smaller group of people. Absolutely. We've got agents who hire a Santa Claus every Christmas so that people can bring their kids to take a photo with Santa. Uh, we've had agents, you can rent movie theaters out for a, a matinee movie that just came out for kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, we could rent a, a gazebo at a park and just uh, grill bar- barbecue for yeah. people. Yeah. There's a hundred ways to create a client party even if they haven't bought or sold with you. Because remember, the goal isn't just to get people to buy or sell. It's to create a tribe of advocates. And so pulling that tribe together, even if it just starts with some close friends and family, and it doesn't mean you have to have Century 21 labels or over everything too. Yeah, Barbecue some good food for people. Thank them for supporting you in this new endeavor. And in that context, we get to remind them, hey, for us, it's all about referrals. So thank you so much. Yeah. Um, ongoing market data. We always want to be, and I'm not thinking about a, a, a little Instagram post with five numbers on it. I'm thinking no. about in-depth information about people's homes. Yeah. We can be providing great updates, KCM reports every quarter, um, updates on the neighborhood every year at least, but I think every six months, people would love to get an update on what's happened in their neighborhood, which could be as simple as a one-page summary of what's sold, what's listed, and what went pending in the last 12 months. Um, everyone's curious about what their yes, neighbor's home sold for. Um, and then obviously social media is a great way to be putting ourselves in front of people. But again, it's the same thing, the tone in your social media. So every time we're putting something out there, 
I'm thinking about multiple audiences. If I'm putting a new listing out, my audience is, well, a buyer for the property. Absolutely. My other audience is the seller of the home because they, they certainly want to see their home promoted. Yes. But I've got another audience. It's my database. Yeah. It's these people that are my ultimate goal, these tribe of advocates that I'm working towards who are cheering me on from the sidelines. And so as we are intentional in our social media, creating top of mind awareness, we always want to add this element of our ultimate goal, the, uh, the referral game, the relational game into how we communicate. Uh, Buffini does this brilliantly. Yes. And it's just the, oh, by the way. Yes. Oh, by the way, I'm never too busy for your referrals. Now you can tweak that and you can make that whatever you want. But to season everything with your core goal really is the idea. And so, heck, whether it's bumping into someone at high V or throwing your client party, the oh, by the way, is really whether you say it or just exude it, this is what building a business by referral re requires. So I, I love it. We, we are, uh, we're putting ourselves out there. We've got to let people know we're in the business. We've yep. got to provide value. We've got to ask the question and Have open to. the conversation. Yep. If we don't plant that seed with the mayor campaign and referral dialogue, we may do a brilliant job of being top of mind but they may never understand what we're trying to do. So those questions are essential. And then it's a game of, of staying in touch. Yeah. And so, go ahead. Well, well, there's one more thing here that I think um, we, we could skip over. And that's that our ultimate goal here is to get a referral. Yeah. And when we do, yes. step five this kicks is good. in. This is good. And, and step five is where we jump up and down and we yell and scream as loud as we can and we thank the person that referred us profusely. Because what just happened is this. We just took someone from a C. We asked them, hey, would you refer to me? And they said yes. Yeah. We told them how. And then we stayed in touch. So we went to B. They yeah. would if yep. asked or shown yep. how. They just became an A. A, yeah. And when they became an A, the best way to ensure that they stay an A, or yep. better yet, become an A plus, is to thank them profusely. Right away. Now, we can't pay people for referring business to us. We know that from our licensing law. Right. But we can thank people in all sorts of ways for supporting our business. We can treat people to dinner. We can send them to their favorite coffee shop. There's all sort. We can buy them a book that we know is of interest to them. And this isn't payment for a referral. This is us loving people in response for the fact yeah. that they've loved us by yeah. supporting our business. And so we never want to miss the opportunity to just go wild. I'm thinking confetti <laughs> and balloons when somebody refers someone to us because we want to reinforce that behavior. Yep. And, and, and then also, guys, we want to carry that ball like, like it's the, it's the only chance we've ever had to score a touchdown. You want to serve that client brilliantly. You want to provide feedback to the person who referred them to you along the way, uh -huh. even if it fizzled yeah. out, fizzles yeah, out. That's the, the other point. You, you still follow up and you say, thank you so much for sending me Mike. I met with Mike. I showed Mike a couple of homes. Unfortunately, Mike bought a house at an open house yeah. with somebody else, but I'm just so grateful that you sent Mike to me. And please, if you ever come across someone like him again, um, uh, please send them my way. I'm never too busy for your referrals. Absolutely. Tie the, um, the behavior right away, right? Reward like, so it, the behavior, yes, reward not the, behavior. the outcome. Yes, exactly. Very good. Um, and doing it right away instead of uh, when they close because they forgot. Oh yeah, I did that. <laughs> so do it right away. Um, so we've talked about laying this really good groundwork and the foundation for all of this. We have a few more things that we want to cover in just really mastering um, a referral-based business. So this is kind of just laying all the groundwork. Um, so mastering this referral-based business and then we're going to end with some just kind of pro tips for us as well. But what does this, what does that look like mastering this? Well, it's a big word because mastery, um, 
and that means you're truly at the the peak of this thing right and that takes years i think is what we need yes. to understand uh, so many of our agents running 80 or 90 percent by referral um turn not turnkey but it's it's automated at this point their events are planned it's a beautiful place to be but it took a long time to get yeah. there so what we've covered here is the foundational idea of working by referral and some action steps to take in that first year but we're going to encourage you guys to really think of this as something to learn to master mm-hmm. and there's lots of ways to do this but you know first we're, we're, we encourage everyone here to jump into buffini's training on this and i've said the word buffini maybe 10 times right. in this podcast right but for 15 to 20 years now, we've used their coaching platform as a a mechanism for coaching this idea because they truly are the leading thinkers in the space. Yeah, they get it. Um, And so, yeah, uh, the Pathway to Mastery course, there's other options, 100 Days to Greatness course. There's even direct coaching that you can sign up for through Buffini and Company. And if your true passion is to run a business by referral, they really are the uh, lead thinkers in the space. So jump into Pathway to Mastery and consider other options with Buffini. You know, I think the other thing is just to say in mastering this, this is a long game. Long game. Yeah, we're not, this isn't, uh, this isn't uh, the hair, right? This is a tortoise game. Now, it doesn't mean you can't generate referrals right, right away. away. Um, as we said in the five spokes segment, we might need to diversify with some immediate lead options so that we can intentionally build this. But this takes time. Yeah. And again, you don't deserve anything from anyone. So until you can create top of mind awareness with value as the the core focus, not solicitation, um, until we get there, we're probably not going to have referrals raining from the sky. Yeah. And that's a that's a beautiful again moment of honesty to have with yourself to understand the work to be done. I've got to get my C's to B's, B's to A's, and A's to A pluses. And if I can go out five years from now, and I could have just ten. A pluses, even five. Yeah. If I've got five to 10 people sending me four or five referrals every year, we know that 60, 70, 80% of those come to fruition because they're the highest quality leads that we can get. Yep. Well, that's a whole lot of business. That's That's dozens of sales a year, really without a whole lot of investment other than staying in front of people, calls, notes, pop buys, take people to lunch, keep them informed and stay top of mind always with value first. So guys, this is, this is going to take time. Yep. Um, and, uh, and it's a relational game. It's, it's the game that we believe in because it's the best place to be in your business. So get your mind straight. And the way to keep your mind straight about this is always to reset yourself towards the the stake in the ground, which is, this is not about getting people to buy or sell with me. Mm -hmm. This is about winning advocates who refer. It's all about referrals. And again, your best client, the person that actually makes you or nets you more money than any other person in the world could end up being someone who never buys or sells with you. And when you have that clearly cemented in your mind, then you understand the job. You understand the work to be done. We're working to win advocates, not get people to buy or sell. And if you place it that way, here's the caveat. When you do it that way and you win an advocate, guess what? They also buy and sell with you. Yeah, absolutely. And so you really get both ends of this if you focus on the right end. But if you just focus on trying to solicit people, which is what most agents do, well, I don't think you deserve either of those opportunities. Absolutely. Um, And the reason I know that is because if I was on the receiving end of that communication and if you were on the receiving end of it, you wouldn't want to, uh, you wouldn't want to do business with them either. Yeah, absolutely. Um, My biggest, um, I always want to give the encouragement to lay this foundation, keep going, because yeah, it is a long game. um, And we 
we've seen it work. We've, we've been, you know, we've been, you've been doing a lot longer than I have, but we've seen it work when you're laying this right foundation. Um, it really can produce the result in those magic years we say it's kind of in that year three, four, if you've laid the right foundation. So yeah, we didn't make this up. We've got a lot of great stories in our walls. And as we interview people on the more than more podcast and tell their stories, you hear over and over again. Yeah. At this point, my business pretty much largely by referral. Um, that is because in part, these guys followed this protocol in the beginning. And I think doing this well and right means you get there quicker. Yeah, absolutely. that's our goal. Okay. So we're going to end with some pro tips. So, so just other kind of the caveats, some some nuggets of information for you to take away from this as well. Um, so first pro tip. Well, so many of these we've kind of said already, but, uh, you're just going to have to, uh, take the first step. Mm-hmm. And obviously that starts with building your database. And uh, if you don't have a big database, that's totally great. If you've got five names, start there, get started. Even if it's just small, take someone to coffee or lunch yep. and, and create a context where you can start this conversation. Um, so start, don't be afraid to start small. Um, like we said, test this out, test your game you don't want to be rehearsing um, live. <laughs> right. Um, and so test your game on close friends and family or even ask an agent inside the walls if you could pretend to call them and uh, well, call them and just have them pretend to yeah. be a friend or something. But you got to rehearse. And what you'll find is friends and family members, if you're, um, if you're honest and open and humble about this, man, it's actually a great way to win them over to really understand what you're trying to do. If you really want your best friend to become an advocate one day, ask them to partner with you in some role play on what you're trying to get done. They're in it with you. Well, because who wouldn't want to support a business person who they already know, like, and trust that's trying to run their business this way Mm -hmm. so that they can actually increase the value to buyers and sellers as opposed to all the things that people think realtors do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Remember the end goal is super key referrals, not sales. And ultimately, if you get the referrals, you're going to get the sales. sales. Yeah. It's a long game. So um, make sure that as we, uh, we need to diversify our lead flows, but we also have to have patience. And like you said, Angela, sometimes it's the three-year mark where this magic really starts to happen. That doesn't mean that you can't generate a bunch of referrals in the first year. Um, And then, uh, like I said, if you can just set that big picture goal, Um, of if I'm out three to five years from now, if I could have those 10 advocates, 10 people who truly, now that, by the way, if you have 10 advocates, you've probably got 20 or 30 A's and you've probably got a whole bunch of B's as well. And so now I've got a hundred to 200 people, but really 50, 60, 70% of my opportunities coming just from these A pluses and A's, people who have referred or are referring multiple per year. I'm loving these people. I'm taking care of them. I'm remembering all of their kids' birthdays. I know their interests and hobbies. I'm taking them to golf because that's what they love to do. And by the way, that means I get to, for a job, my yeah. for, for a living, I get to play golf yes. with good people who I already know, like, and trust. But if you can set that picture in your in your head of five years from now, 10 advocates, A pluses, and one of the metrics I use, I call it the Disneyland principle. Yes. And the Disneyland principle for me is, you know, we tend to think of an A plus as, yeah, it's just someone who's, we want to start with A pluses. Yeah. I don't want you to start there. I want you to think that if you had an A plus, this is someone that you could technically send their family and them to Disneyland to say, hey, I just want to say thank you guys. Now, now to send a family to Disneyland is no small thing. That right. would cost you five to ten grand. Yeah, absolutely. But I want you to think about if you've got someone sending you five to ten leads a year, referrals, 
usually of higher caliber, higher quality, higher conversion rate, higher average sale price, how much revenue is being generated as a result of this advocate and this relationship? Well, the reality is, dollar for dollar, it'd be a great investment to send their family to Disneyland. Now, the good news is we don't actually have to do that. But I like to imagine Disneyland as a benchmark in my head for what an A-plus looks like. Yeah. My goal is to win this person over to the point that I could afford to send them to Disneyland, and it would be a great investment in my business. Now, the, again, like I said, you can go way south of that. A good round of golf with someone who loves golf is uh, is really all you need. Right. And there's no better ROI for your business than that. And then finally, guys, uh, like we've said, don't assume all opportunity in this in, in life, all opportunity yes. in life, but all opportunity in this business for sure lies on the other side of value creation. And value is in the eye of the beholder. Val value they determine what value is. And so all of this comes down to if we can get our brains out of solicitation and into, okay, there's a, this is market of people and they're all waking up and intrinsically deciding to buy and sell. And when there's a great service movie or meal, they intrinsically refer people to those things because we love to share good things. That's the groundwork. That's, that's, that's where the, the, that's the landscape that we're walking into. And now we understand our job. Our job is to get in the path of business relationally by creating value. And if you do that, uh, it flows. It comes, and we know this because this isn't our first time, and we've got so many amazing stories inside of our company of people winning in real estate because of the strategy. Yeah. So, yeah, get started. Uh, start small. Uh, it's a long game. Give it time, guys. Um, and that's, yeah, if you have any, any questions or anything, we are here to help. You can tell that we're passionate about this. Yes. Uh, we really believe in the real estate business, but we also really believe in, in selling real estate this way because what could be better than uh, truly caring about people and creating value and getting to live the good life because of it. So thanks for joining us. Thank you for joining us on our Century 21 Foundation Series. For more resources, other episodes, workbooks, and guides, head to c21foundations.com.